Well, all right, Mary, we are on episode three of Drag Race Thailand season two. And I, this isn't, this actually wasn't my favorite uh, in terms of looks. Uh, this wasn't my favorite episode of Drag Race Thailand. Um, I did notice some kind of like producer hands, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be keen to hear what you picked up. I... Uh, yeah, I, this wasn't like my favorite episode. I think, you know, the the maxi challenge, it was like, okay, it was kind of reminiscent of the wedding photo challenge from the first season, from debut okay. season, uh, but like pared down. And then the runways, I guess to be honest, I was kind of hoping it was going to be like a reveal from Ugly to Beautiful. Right, right. I, yeah, it it was like so much that was happening. Um, obviously, I have, I have two, three really that I absolutely loved. But this mm. episode was very um, Maya Biharo. Like it was just all about her kind of redemption, yeah. and I wasn't buying it, Gia. Do you know what I mean? I do. I feel like. I loved the story they were telling of like the girl that nobody picked and the underdog story they were telling. Um, But I, it didn't feel earned in any of the challenges. Like I think what the mini challenge was the crowns, which maybe that one might've been, you know, she may have been the best there, but then the photo challenge, I felt like hers was like kind of the most basic and the most boring. And then the runway, it was a performance. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it was not the runway that I like. I did not have the same reaction as the judges. And it seemed like, yeah, they were trying to kind of tell this like Maya Biharo story. And I don't begrudge it because she's very sweet, but I wasn't like, yes, bitch, work, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, in terms of the ch- the runway challenge, yeah, I get that they needed to have like a beautiful and then uh, or ugly and then beautiful look. Uh, I also thought a big part of it was how they used the Thai silk or yeah. the Thai fabric. So I was like looking at that too. And the way Maya used it was, it was like her, it was her mother's fabric. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we'll get there. But Maya to me, I was like, all right, Mary, uh, yeah. interesting way to, to like create some sort of drama on the show. Uh, it's interesting coming from RuPaul's Drag Race and going to season two and doing it both at the same time of Thailand um, because we have we didn't do that last time. But mm-hmm. the 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 production of drama on Drag Race US versus completely like looks heavy, kind media of Drag Race Thailand is so stark that it almost makes me miss some of the the girls kind of drama on Thailand. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, I was going to say, you know, when there's a lot of queens in the room, like maybe potentially that's why we're seeing less interpersonal drama. But then it's like, well, no, there's like 14 of them in the room (laughs) on RuPaul's Drag Race and shit's still going down. Um, And I guess it's also, yeah, I mean, I, I think some of it's just like the production behind the scenes. Like I, I do not think there are the same like producers who are telling you know, Maya Biharo, tears equal fans that right. they're telling Charlie Hyde's, you know, I think yeah. it's a, it's different direction as well. Um, I would be so interested to have that, like 
inner understanding of like I know Unreal kind of gives you that glimpse into the production of a reality show, but like the production of Drag Race Thailand, like yeah, culturally I mean, uh, how it's different, you know. Totally, I, a genie I know has expressed interest in doing an interview. Oh so yes, it'll be great to talk with her. I, I have so many questions for her, and I thought she did fabulous on this episode. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I don't know. There, there's. Uh, there's some things that I have to say and that I will say, but let's uh, before, without further ado, Mary, before we jump into this episode, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are of course listening to another bonus episode of all right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is of course our podcast dedicated to all things, drag race, the world of drag race and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. And I'm Johnny. Ah. Oh! Uh, and I'm Colin. Ah. And uh, we are, this week, we are continuing our recap of Drag Race Thailand Season 2. And if you are a Matreon, you are potentially listening to this in, like, March. And if you're not a Matreon, you're listening to it sometime in the summer and maybe wishing you could have heard this sooner, which in that case, you could have just gone to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. And you could have gotten it then. But now, there's probably a whole bunch of other shit on Patreon you can go listen to anyway. So let this be a reason to go become a Matreon. There you go, Mary. Love it. Um, So we have this mini challenge. Uh, Actually, uh, we kind of find out from uh, Kudla Korn about the Thai folklore, right? Don't they kind of introduce that? We get the whole story of like, yeah, kind of like what the, the... main like the mini challenge and the maxi challenge are based on it's this old very old play um i don't remember all the details but it's been around forever right uh the, this like folklore about a prince and a princess and a golden conch uh and this this whole story um so yeah so we have to obviously create a crown for the mini challenge that's made from bottles and caps um instead of having the queens kind of rush for unconventional materials, which I know you hate, they Ugh. do they do something um, a little bit more manipulative, a little bit more drama heavy, where they have Jeannie, the winner of you know the past episode. Uh, she picks the next queen that gets to pick, that picks the next queen that gets to pick, and so on and so forth. And it's kind of a schoolyard pick here, uh, and mm-hmm. you know it's a little shady. We find out who's kind of in the bottom. Right. In terms of social capital here, which was interesting to learn. Yeah, I feel like that's something RuPaul's Drag Race and Drag Race Thailand do. And a lot of these shows do. It's such an easy, cheap device to to take a temperature gauge of the room or to create some drama is to have, you know, be able to choose someone in the room, be able to pick people. And, you know, and I think for the queens, it's like the queen that you like whoever you choose also says something about you or why you choose them. So I think like, for example, I think the fact that Jeannie chose Choka Diva because she was in the bottom last week was a smart move. Cause it was like, she was not picking favorites. She was actually picking the right. queen. She saw who had the biggest disadvantage right now. Right. It's, it's smart. No one can turn on you for that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I don't know if the other Queens did anything like that. I mean, also not to say like, I mean, Maya's like, oh, yeah, I got picked last. It's like, well, you were the last one picked, but that doesn't mean that, like, Mocha Diva wouldn't have chosen you second or Jeannie would have chosen you first had you done, mm-hmm. you know, better or worse. Gim Hay yeah. wouldn't have, you know, Gim Hwai wouldn't have picked you second. You know what I mean? I said Gim Jim Hay. Jim Hay. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Miss Jim Hay. Uh, uh, I hey. mean, I guess it's a whole idea. Hey, uh, it's that whole idea like you're you were no one's first pick, and that's you know right, right. I guess that's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, which is hard, but uh, I you know I thought that this challenge, this little mini challenge, you know it. What I thought was cute about it was it it became like this little moment with just Art Pan Pan and the Queen in the workroom. Mm. Like everyone else wasn't in the room, which I thought right. was interesting. Um, and it just became this like private consultation, which I kind of I appreciated. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I like, um, I also love crafty queens. Like the fact that these queens have to like craft something, use scissors and glue and, you know, mm-hmm. use unconventional materials. It was very uh, old school drag, which I really mm-hmm. loved. You know, you take yeah. a, you know, a, a, a potato sack and like turn it into, you know, a parachute, like something very creative. It really shows some mm-hmm. creativity. Um, maybe you want to go through some of your favorite moments in this little mini challenge uh, and, and, and kind of chime in there. Um, I I didn't write down a lot of them. I mean, uh, Jeannie's head penis. Um, oh my god! When they said it was too big, I was like, "Girl, no, no penis is too big." Yeah, no I'll make room. Big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also took the note that like Angela, who can I just say like I I have such a crush on Angela. She's so cute. Like, she's, oh my she's god, so that giggle, the giggle uh-huh. when she. <laughs> oh, that's Candy. That's Candy with the giggle. Oh, I thought that was Angela who giggled. Uh, Did I write it down who, wrong? Who has oh, the like high pitched? She has the high pitched like ah, kind of giggle, and then <laughs> okay. Angela, she's a lot more chill. She's okay. like she's giving me Sade vibes. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but Angela, this week when they do the mini challenge, she's wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt, and for some reason, she's just giving me like single mom realness. I don't yes. Know, like, I was raised by a single mom, so there's no no digs on you moms, but she was giving me, like, single mom, just, like, making it happen. Like, kids are asleep taking a nap, so I made this crown. Yeah. Totally. And, totally. I, and I'm proud of her. I I loved Kana Warrior's wrapped coil, uh, her wrapped oh, yeah. coil hat, or, sorry, crown. Um, I thought it was different, also because of the colors. Um, and I guess she did that, like, poetic storytelling performance and i was like mm-hmm. all right girl work like nobody told you to do that you know <laughs> yeah no agreed i i think just at the top here kana i i've come to decide like oh this queen is like front runner energy she's great Re- yeah. regardless of the fact that she was bottom two this week she is like great tv kana is great tv and that lip sync mary mm-hmm. i mean she killed it yeah, oh and her talking heads are, I think, the best ones. I think her talking heads are some of the best. Mary, this lip sync, oh, I can't wait to talk about it. But yes, her talking heads are great. Yeah, she's so, oh, she's so engaging. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Kana. Um, she, yeah, <laughs> she has like it. a, she has like a praying mantis energy. Like if she was a bug, she'd be a praying mantis. Oh, sure, you know? sure. You know? I, I'm yeah. totally with that. Um, I love Tormai's tiara. I was like, all right, girl, you mm-hmm. princess, you know, yeah. queens don't oh, yeah. wear tiaras, but, you know, okay, you made a tiara. Right. <laughs> so you made a tiara. Um, <clears throat> I like the way that, <clears throat> excuse me, I like the way that uh, Art Aria says Katie Killer's name. It's always Katie Killer. Like she hits all the K's really hard. Katie Killer. Like I've been kind of just saying that around the house. It's kind of like flat bananas and oh, Katie yeah. Killer. <laughs> Katie Killer's flots bananas. Um, um, her, but just, speak of Katie Killer, her crown was a hot mess. Like that was a hot mess. That was, it was just, that looked it was like garbage. A, it was garbage. It was yeah, garbage. 
That was like a, a waitress had just cleared the mom. table, and this was her tray <laughs> of empty drinks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, completely. Um, yeah, I like candies. Uh, it looked like the bee's nest, right? I thought that was cool, like or like the beehive uh, with the bottle caps backwards. Oh, I kind of remember that one. Yeah, that um, was good. Yeah, I kind of remember that. Uh, um, all the queens but, said, like, about Maya, they said, like, oh, well, you really got to give it to her. Oh, she had a really nice crown. They were all giving mm-hmm. her props. I'm like, ugh, you girls. <laughs> Drag Race Thailand always does that. When a queen wins, they they don't – they typically will cut to talking heads of other queens saying, oh, yeah, no, her her look was amazing. No, she deserves it. You got to give it to her. <laughs> they rarely will will – or it will be the minority or, you know, there'll only be one of somebody saying, well, if she did this, then she wouldn't have won. Or if so-and-so did this, they would have won. Right. But I feel like there's always acknowledgement for your accomplishments. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think that's sportsman-like or sports Mm -hmm. queen-like. So uh, we get this folk theater challenge uh, from art. Uh, I guess it's, uh, who was it? Uh, Kudla Korn says, it's basically Thai opera drag show. With yeah. lots of rhinestones. I'm like, all right. So I'm getting my popcorn ready. Like, I'm ready for that this. That great. I think it's called yeah. a, a Lakai? Lakai? Yeah. L-I-K-A-Y? Yeah, Lakai. Yeah, um, uh, and they have to transform into a princess of their imagination. Um, Maya gets to watch all the sessions. Um, yeah. Uh, it was crazy that they only had 30 minutes to do this or to get into drag. Yeah, because those looks, I mean, they looked great. I was very surprised. Um, so I, did you have any favorites of these, uh, of these princesses? Um, man, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's like, there's like performances. Like I loved Kana when she started giving birth. Like, I just thought that was like, so like different and funny and like stand Mm -hmm. out to me. Um, yeah. Th- I like, agree. That was great. Uh, I also loved uh, Bandit as Snow White. Like there was comedy there, um, and Katie Killer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm going to keep going. But she was like the. She gave this Jewish mother realness. She was like, "Oh, I look nothing like a princess, more like a mom," and I was I like, "Oh, that. this is someone named Barbara or Nancy Shankman, if you know what I mean, Mary." Oh, oh, I do. <laughs> Oh, I absolutely do. Yeah. Nancy Shankman and Barbara Please out on the town. Yeah. She was she was given mom realness. I loved that. Um I liked um I loved Kana's. She her makeup, like the way that she she was done up, she looked like the actress Karen Black. And I don't know if you do you you know the movie Burnt Offerings with the Haunted House? No. Oh, Mary. I thought you knew that one. I don't no. know who I know that reference with. Um but uh, anyway, Karen Black is this like, if you look her up, she's been in a ton of things, but Kana was giving Karen Black realness. Um, I also, oh, you know what? who else was giving realness? Angela, she looked so much, and there's different moments where she does at other times, but in this mini challenge or maxi challenge, she looks so much like Tisha Campbell. Like she has oh, a very really? similar face. Yeah. Like there's, oh. very, there's moments of like total Tisha Campbell uh wasn't she, she a boomerang she was, uh, <laughs> yeah you want to come over she, for a cup of coffee she yeah. was um uh, she was like the cinderella she had the like yeah. light blue dress right yeah uh, yeah, yeah I, I i i think i see what you're saying i'll have to go back and like look now and like look for that uh clock yeah yeah um, like definitely in the face um and then i think what else? Oh, i loved stream Allah. 
pretend like you fell in love with me. Uh, oh, I wrote that too. Fall for me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fall for me. Um, and I, yeah, go ahead. I was just say Gim Hwai. I, I just wrote down and like, and oops, my bosoms come flying out. <laughs> like she had that moment, and it was great. She really like. I think Gim Hwai. You know, art keeps pushing this thing about like, you know, adapting to situations and unforeseen circumstances, and like handling conflicts and challenges. And I feel like Gim Hwai really did well in this. Like her dress ripped, and she just turned it into an elevation of the moment. You know? Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, had the challenge been about comedy standing out whatever like i think a lot of these queens would have been better than maya it's interesting because maya watched every single one go and then also one so you I, part of me thinks it's producer hand but it very well could be that maya picked up like oh you're not supposed to stick out you know what i mean well yeah i mean that seemed to be what then the critique was was like this whole thing of like you're doing a couple's photo shoot so you both have to look good you don't want to stand out you actually want to like have a sense of cohesion i will say it's and i'm assuming this was on purpose like they're the the guy in the photos like he was being a little difficult like yeah i feel like like genie i the note i took was like weekend at genies because he was just like this corpse <laughs> that she was like trying to manipulate to like work with her and um so i feel like i don't necessarily agree with a challenge where you shouldn't stand out i don't think that should be the goal yeah that was weird that was a weird misstep for me i mean or a weird decision this episode to like emphasize not standing out right especially when it's not another competitor right like i feel like if it was another competitor it's like yeah let's create this cohesion together but when you have like a guest a guest uh, artist to work with that's not being easy. It's like, okay, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you like, want from me, Miss Merle. Yeah. Right. Like you're now you're asking for me to like be responsible for him. And he's just like, not giving me anything. Yeah. Were, were um, you understanding why bandit was so upset? What was bandit so upset about with this win? I mean, I think that like, I think it's kind of the same thing that like we're saying here. I think she was saying that like Maya's, picture was so boring and so basic and just so like safe that it was like I don't get it like I think she was not only speaking for herself but like a lot of them that like we're all doing these unique things and it's like then she did this like really straightforward thing and like that's what wins like it it feels a little like off brand like it feels like she's going off script darling you know Mm, gotcha um yeah well so but maya wins uh you know yeah and i love you know, when kana you know. claps it out for her in the talking head she does that little like you know <laughs> clap in the talking heads it's so good uh so we find out that the runway challenge is uh they have to create two looks and i'm like oh man these queens on thailand they're yeah. working their fucking asses off. So they have to create yeah. two looks. The first one is their ugliest drag. The second is most beautiful. And they have to, they have like 12 colors of Thai fabrics to choose from, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what they consider to be ugly and what they consider to be beautiful because it's, it becomes open to some interpretation that I feel like the judges didn't always appreciate. I think. Yeah. Like the know? moral was don't judge a book by its cover. And I think that's kind of the prompt they were given. And yeah, I don't think the judges, especially the guest judges, really kind of were down for. Yeah, because I think some of them, like Mocha Diva, Ugh. or um, there was someone else who did one where it was like, or Tormai, where they were doing something where it was like, 
it's not based on what you see. It's kind of about defying that. Regardless of whether it was totally successful, I kind of feel like queens were getting points off for that one. I was like, isn't that actually like, isn't that even better that you like took the challenge and then you flipped it on its on its head again? You know? Yeah, yeah. There's there's something there's some disconnect there. Yeah. Um, regardless, we do have some workroom moments, right? Uh, we have Katie Killer who's done helping Kana. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Katie, her look is already done, and I feel like Project Runway, Drag Race, anytime. Top oh, she's done chopped. and helping Kana. Yes, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yes, anytime that you're done early, you're going home, Bad bitch. sign. Yeah, yep. that's like Silver Sonic the other week. She was like done so quickly. It's like, uh-oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. You better pack, bitch. Yeah, um, that I, is. Yeah, I, I loved how they read her. They're like, um, oh, is it going to be sickening like your tiara from the mini challenge? I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> Well, and I think that was the whole thing. They were also showing like Maya, like coming out of her shell and oh, like, throwing yeah. shade. Right, Which, this you is know, all about Maya. Yeah, yeah. And again, like I, Maya comes across as a very sweet guy, and like I, I, I like that. There's so much of a story of celebrating the the kid who didn't get picked on the playground. Like mm. this episode is really honoring getting picked last. And I know that she doesn't really match it in in the challenges, but I think it's really sweet that Thai, Drag Race Thailand is like telling that story this week you know yeah yeah i agree there's uh i, I don't think we've seen that before have we in uh, I mean, all you know, thailand episodes i Who think on the that? thailand episodes no i mean i th- it, it's i think the underdog story obviously in rupaul's drag race is popular with jinx oh, and other yeah, queens right, but i think right. this you know especially with what art says to maya at the end of the episode it really felt like the intention of like all of this was in some ways to be able to say like you may have not been picked by anybody here but like you're the best right here this week oh god and uh, that's it was, like that's yeah. beautiful I'm, I'm, I'm here for it i'm here for it it's beautiful right uh yeah i yes uh it was yeah god drag race thailand um i know so so uh do you want to talk about the runway now yeah i mean I, i'd love to know your thoughts on Pangina, because I feel like Pangina is the real, like, that's who you come to see. Art comes out. I'm oh happy to see God. art. I love art. But then I'm like, okay, what's Pangina wearing this week? Um, oh what did you think of God. Pangina Mariah? I mean, I'm, what's, what? <laughs> You're gooped also gagged? I was yeah. going to say, I was going to say, I've been missing you like candy, but that's, uh, many more. That's not That's, Mariah. Uh, she mm-hmm. has she has honey, um, dripping mm-hmm. like honey. Uh, yeah. Da da do dum. You know, she'll always oh, be my baby. I mean, I am, I am here for this Mariah Carey. I clocked it immediately. She didn't even need to tell me that's what she was doing. Um, oh, yeah. And I loved when she said, "All I want for Christmas is cash this year." I was like, Girl. "Yeah." <laughs> She was serving that sweet, sweet Mariah Carey fantasy baby, and it was yeah. one fine day. It was one sweet day on the runway. All right, Mary. Oh God! It was a daydream. She's a heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. She got the best of me. Um, anyway, yes. I at first, I because you know last week she had that bird's look, and we're so used to Pangina doing something really kind of ornate and over the top that this was so subtle at first then when you look closer it's like oh god she like reshaped her face like this is a new woman it pangina what a what a great queen and she had a moment what was her best supporting actress moment this week it was some pangina it was similar to like she did that last week 
I oh, you did. Like, she said, "Oh, I know what it was." So it was during Tormai, and Tormai, uh, she I guess she has LEDs on her shoulders, and then Pangina goes, "For what?" Yes, exactly. That's what it was. For what? Next up, and it was like the editing was perfect for what, and then they immediately cut to the next queen. For what? So that was Pangina's yeah. best supporting actress moment this episode was the for what? For what? I love. Um, her. All right, so we have. Um, I think I wrote down the challenge is how do you use the tie fabric? Like they kept talking about, Oh, where is it? How do they use mm-hmm. it? Um, so I, th- that's kind of what I, I took note on. Um, the other judges are uh, Vatanika, a designer with her own reality show. And then um, Hom uh, Sakuntala, a DJ host and actress. They, I guess they refer to her as queen of jackpot. I guess that's a show. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that there's something called jackpot, or maybe it's maybe she called the numbers for the daily lottery. Like, what was that woman's name? Uh, Yolanda Vega. Maybe she's the Yolanda Vega oh. of Thailand. Do you know who Yolanda Vega is? This is course, Yolanda Vega with the power seven numbers. Uh, yeah, fabulous. Yolanda Vega. That's a um, dra- that's a so snatch game for- character. Oh yeah, Yolanda Vega. Oh, it's such a deep cut though. Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, Rue would I feel lose like they it. Would He'd get love rid- it. Oh, sure, sure. Um, so we have Jeannie who goes up first. Um, her ugly look is selfish people, uh, which I just love this. The fabric for uh, the tie fabric she used in the leggings, and it was this like 60s mod airline attendant. And I'm sorry, Mary, but any queen that's going to eat cupcakes on the runway to me is in the top. Oh, yeah. I felt like in some ways that Jeannie was giving almost like a John Waters quality, almost in both of them, but definitely the ugly character. Like, this was a divine kind of queen. Like, I I think what I've, what I've really liked about Jeannie so far is that there is always this, like, ooky-kooky quality underneath what she's doing. Like, there's always, like, something a little spooky and a little weird that I'm not expecting mm. from her because she's just like this sweet little goose. And then she's got this like yeah. ooky spooky weird edge to what she does. It's, it's fun. It's made me really excited about what she'll come out with. Yeah. Yeah. Her beauty look, I think in, in, in contrast with the ugly look, uh, I, it was a little lost on me. I didn't know what the look was trying to say. It was uh, people who share. And so she threw snacks at them, which I'm like mm-hmm. work, bitch. But yeah. I didn't know what the look really was supposed to be. So it was just yeah. a little lost. I would say for a lot of them, honestly, I found the ugly look to be a lot more compelling than the beautiful look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which yeah. I think is. Oh, totally. And I think that's, you know, that makes me think about Pangina saying about Vanda in the first episode, like, don't be pretty, don't be pretty in the reveal. You know, like, uh, I think that that's, that's uh, what it goes back to. It's more interesting if you're not pretty. pretty. Don't be pretty. Don't be pretty. Right. Don't be pretty. Always. Oh. Ugh, ugh. Ugh, I can't wait when we're done with the season to go back and look at each of Pangina's best supporting actress moments like that. Oh God, she's so fabulous. Um, yeah. Candy, Candy Zionide, she comes out as Kali. Uh, this outward appearance may be frightening, but she's kind and fair on the inside. Uh, it was a good look. It was a good reference. When um, I, I learned this about Kali when I was studying uh, in India, the, Kali, when she's depicted with her tongue out, it means that she's sorry. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love that she had that tongue reveal. I thought, like, I love Candy. She just does such clever reveals that you don't expect. Yeah, uh, right. This right. is another um, 
Karen Black reference, but there's this movie from the 70s called Trilogy of Terror, and it's three different stories, and one of them is about this woman being attacked by this, like, little Zuni fetish doll that she buys, and so Candy is look, looks like the Zuni fetish doll. Uh, <laughs> things worth looking up. The Trilogy of Terror Zuni fetish doll story is, is a cinema classic. It's so good. Uh, good to know, Mary. Um, her, her good look... I just wrote down it's gorgeous gold. It's very soft. And she had a Triton. And I was like, okay, yeah. this is good. But again, the ugly yeah. look won. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was more compelling. Yeah. Uh, so, um, What did you think about Mocha Diva? Uh, you know, I, I was m- more compelled in some ways by the other judges. Like there was the I, – I love when they said, oh, she's so mean. But then when they cut to the one judge of her of her kind of laughing and shaking her, her head and then saying, this is doing nothing for me. Like, I just thought that was so funny. Um, it was such a great gif. Uh, I, I like it. I like these queens who took this interpretation, like she and Jeannie and Tormai, that took this interpretation of the ugly being this, like, nasty bitch of a woman. This nasty – yeah, you know, such a nasty bitch, you know? Such a you nasty, nasty bitch. Nasty bitch. Such a nasty lo- bitch. Such a nasty bitch. So I appreciate that. Um, this this reminded me, Mocha, uh, shut the front door. It was very Miss Hannigan meets Samantha Jones. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like a, like a mm-hmm. beautiful drunk, a beautiful drunk who's like mean. Looks can be deceiving. Um, she becomes this, the ping pong girl, which, I, you know, funny, ugly, but pretty yeah. on the inside. I was like, okay, this kind of makes sense. I don't know. I felt like I was like, oh, the ping pong girl. I was like, oh, leave the ping pong girl alone. I don't know. That I that that felt kind of like she's just trying to like she is those ping pong girls can like smoke a cigarette with their vagina. I'm not going to read them, you know? Right. I can't right, do that. Right. Right. Um Bandit I loved. Did you love Bandit? Oh, I mean, the the face was giving me this like barnacles thing, like the 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 ugly the ugly face it had like it looked like a piece of a ship that had been underwater for like 40 years you know oh yeah yeah it was this crazy it was like mesh and metals and chains it was this crazy ugly mask yeah 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 uh, but um, but the way she described it with like she had the arrows on she was kind of walking weird i just love this whole performance she's a yeah. victim of delusion i was like this is this is fabulous this is yeah. fabulous well, and it made me think of like, you know, um, bow and arrow queens or archery queens. Like I thought of um, obviously there's like Aquaria as the um, like the 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 fallen angel from season 10. And there's Acid right. Betty in the like pregnant with yeah. the bird. It looks like arrows, but it's birds coming out of her. But like, I guess it's more being impaled. Looks where you've been right. impaled. <laughs> Miss Fame with yeah, a knife uh, her Miss head. Fame, Miss Fame. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Mm-hmm. Looks where yeah. you've been impaled. <laughs> Looks where you've been impaled. That's a category. And and so this falls in that as well. Um, and then there's oh, Mercedes fabulous. Amon Diamonds with her bow and arrow, not using it correctly at all. <laughs> yeah. Looks where you're going to impale yourself if you're not careful. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is there a child safety lock on that? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think she has any of it in place to actually lock because she's like holding – she holds the arrow with one hand and the bow in another. It's like, no. Yeah, she's like, mm, bow and arrow. Quotes, yeah, quotes, you, quotes. Yeah, this is – maybe they were like, you can't you, you can't actually hold it correctly because we don't want you to shoot anybody. I don't know. I don't think that's right. true. I don't think um, so either. Um, so the beautiful look, she takes off a mask like she got plastic surgery, 
but she forgot to change her inside. And when she turns around, there's that great reveal that she's two faced. I was like, this is great. I thought this was, that was great. Really, really well. Yeah, it was really spooky. I thought that was really cool. I like bandit. I, um, she's another one whom I'm always very excited by. Um, or I'm now starting to get very excited by whenever she comes out. Uh, Vanda, um, I thought that she looked like Val- Valerie Harper with a thyroid problem. You know, like she had the thick, like, <laughs> bulged eye. Uh, she looked like, yeah, she looked like Rhoda with a goiter. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, yeah, it was, you know, I got to say her her beautiful reveal was so boring, you know, that I was just like. I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. I, yeah, I didn't, I don't. There's something about the the camera cutting to the second look. Mm-hmm. That takes me out of it. It does take me out of being that wowed. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah, I think yeah. of Alex. If Alexis Michelle was on Drag Race Thailand, and she did the witch into that like gorgeous look, it's like that. I think is what queens can go for. You know? Uh, oh, that if she was on Drag Race Thailand and she did that for this runway, those Pangina would have fallen backwards off the stage. It would have just been she would have legs yeah, kicking in the she, air. Yeah. It oh. would have been Pangina head over heels. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pangina. I can see your Pangina. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> but like, that's kind of what I was expecting was like, for example, like with Srimala, like I think that she did this caterpillar into butterfly thing. And I think if done a certain way, that could be a, a two in one look, that would be so incredible. Yeah. But because it was like, here's weird caterpillar. Now here's her as this like generic butterfly. I think if there was a two in one, I wouldn't have found the second look so underwhelming, you know? Well, you know, we've seen a look like this on Drag Race US, Mary, and it didn't the, go well for that queen. Oh, when Jasmine out of the cocoon, came out of the cocoon <laughs> and fell in the pool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Was, oh, God. Uh, I you know I don't know uh, a bu- bugs on the runway is also another category so I don't mind like a caterpillar or a butterfly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love a bug so, on the runway. Ben, yeah, Srimala, right. whoever sure. else. Yeah, yeah, can't think of any others. Um, yeah. Angela, uh, this was nice. She did the fallen angel with. Uh, she looked kind of like this um, this leper, this beggar. Like uh, the, you know, you've seen Labyrinth, right? It's been a while, but yes. Yeah. So there's that scene where like the woman collects all the shit on her back and she just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, I don't remember that. I the references which you'll probably you would know these. I haven't even seen the whole thing, but this reminded me of that like that that jump scare dead person in Mulholland Drive like 10 minutes in who like pops yes, out behind yes, yes, yes. the convenience yes. store. Yes. And I don't even know what that yeah. reference means, but I've seen it. And it was a little bit Ugh. like the bird lady in Home Alone 2. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. All of that is this woman from Labyrinth who uh-huh. it's like a Muppet who is like uh, basically represents nostalgia that that ties you down. Um, I and see. I love that Angela, she's a fallen angel. All the trash that will lead you down the wrong path is stuck all over her. Right. Like mm-hmm. all of the things that you're holding on to that are bad are, you know, that's what makes you. That's what makes you heavy, Mary. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I thought this yeah. was, you know, this was conceptual. Um, when she, when she comes out as the 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 new one, the beautiful look, she just had gorgeous makeup, gorgeous yeah. makeup. 
Yeah, I, I this was probably I think probably my favorite runway were these two. I mean, I love Angela. I want her to go to the end. I want her to win at this point. I just think that she's yeah. I'm very charmed by her. I think that she's really gorgeous. I think that she's she's just like so talented. Uh, I, I love this. I that that beautiful look was um, when she had the boobs reveal. I mean, there's something about right doing that kind of reveal and like actually being a woman that is very exciting on Drag Race. You know. Oh, I oh completely. The, the one read I would have on Angela uh, and this runway is her her explanation for the beautiful look was oh she was bullied by other wives which made her insane, right? Mm. Uh, or I guess that was like the the past look or something. I didn't really know how I was supposed to get that whole story from the look. It was all just a little confusing. Yeah, I feel like the look that she did for the beautiful look was some kind of very traditional. Like, I feel like I've seen that in, in like, lots of old art. You know, I feel like it's a sort of artistic image or some sort of cultural image that it it seemed to, to me like maybe there was, like, an iceberg of, like, information underneath this look that we don't know. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. That there's more about this that uh, we don't agreed. know because we don't know the reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kana Warrior, uh, she comes out... Because she doesn't have any confidence on the inside. So she has all this like netting and lights around her and she can't break free. And then finally, when she breaks free, she turns into Thorgy Thor. <laughs> yeah, I said she was Debbie Mazar on vacation, but you know, either or. <laughs> but I guess that's what's beautiful. <laughs> uh, she, she had, um, she, uh, I guess the judges are like, oh, she doesn't look confident. She looks constipated. Stipated. Uh, I yeah, thought she looked like, like oh. she had a. She didn't look constipated to me, but yeah, no, uh, not, not to me either. No, you know, Kana though. I, like what I like about there's something just very interesting about her that almost similar to Thorgy, where it's just like I'm intrigued by her energy, and it's kind of like what we've heard them talk about on season 11 of drag race of like i'm more drawn to like what you're gonna say and what you're gonna do more than what you're wearing so like right. kana is just like exciting to see on the runway that i kind of see through the look you know oh completely yeah she's like one of those queens where it's like yeah keep her on because we got to see what else she does yeah um, also i would not be mad if she got to lip sync every week i mean i know that oh. it's terrible for her but like it was so fucking phenomenal um Miss Gimhui, uh, this reminded me of the of last week's look, which I loved, and she was red for it and untucked. But like, yeah, she has these long roots as arms, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this withered flower. The pollen is the fabric, and I have to say, the 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 transformation was fabulous. I mean, it just turned into yeah. joy. It was absolutely yeah. beautiful, and the fa tie fabrics looked absolutely stunning she used a lot of them uh mm -hmm. so i think I, this was i mean she looked gorgeous this was another one that i really liked though i i mean in terms of like looks from last week i mean i guess vanda felt like this was like a ripoff of what she had done the previous week right that's what it was um so right, i called this right. look vandalism um so <laughs> Uh, but I mean, but it was great. And yeah, the beautiful look, that was probably the most interesting of the beautiful runways or one of hers and Angela's were probably the most exciting transformations. Oh yeah. Mine was bandits, but, um, that's okay. Oh yeah. That was cool too. Um, uh, Katie killer, Katie, killer. Uh, Katie, we need to see your 
anything. Like you can't be get out of the dinosaur suit, you know? Oh and God, like, get out of the dinosaur suit. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I kind of uh, felt like between being done early with her look and then coming out in something that you just had to like zip up and go, I was like, Katie. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Like it's just not gonna happen. It'll kill you. It'll yeah, kill that, this, that yeah. that'll kill you. Yeah, that'll um, kill you. That'll kill you. Now we get Tormai. Now I like Tormai a lot. She seems like a real sweet queen, and I like the way she thinks. Um, and I I feel like she did a similar thing as like Mocha. You know, where it was like I'm being this kind of like mean. You know, this mean lady who looks pretty. And it seemed like right. there was this like moralistic thing of like being this like humble, simple farmer and that that was what was beautiful. And it, I don't know, right. that, I think that kind of speaks to like Tormai and like where she's from, you know? Totally. That being humble, being a servant is actually what's beautiful kind of in a bigger sense. Uh, mm-hmm. Totally. Uh, yeah. And again, we, we mentioned this earlier, but she gets red for the LEDs on her shoulder. For what? Oh, for what? Uh, yeah. Was, in some yeah, ways, I feel like Tormai is, she's kind of like the Mary Gross of Drag Race. You know what I mean? She has this like sort of <laughs> sweet little quality. <laughs> uh, Maya Biharo, uh, we kind of talked about this, right? Um, she keeps her mother's fabric. Um, mm-hmm. and, and because she holds on to her mom, that's what like transform her, transforms her into the beauty. Uh, she had this whole story on the runway, right? Like she, you know, she, she was doing drugs. She runs from the cops. She wants her mommy. She gets upset. Mm-hmm. And then she turns into this gorgeous woman cause she goes to rehab. Right. Yeah. It's her, yeah. Her sort of, you know, Valley of the Dolls kind of story. Um, I, I thought that was all very interesting. I mean, I wrote this down. I called it her burning bed moment, which is um, there was. Oh, this TV... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, I that, feel like. Well, the burning bed moment. Right. That not that from um, Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown? The Burning Bed was this TV movie that Farrah Fawcett was in in the 80s. And like she won an Emmy. Like it was kind of I feel like it was the moment that people were like, oh, wow, Farrah is like a real actress. And so like she kind of like was taken seriously with the burning bed because it's like (laughs) the story about being this abused wife and mother. And um, Mm. and like she proves herself as being more than just this like Charlie's angel. Um, So this was my Farrah's burning bed moment. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Yeah, there was that Wendy Williams moment. Someone gave her an espresso because she woke the fuck up, Mm -hmm. Uh, which I thought was, you know, entertaining. Um, It's interesting to note because we were talking about the producer's hand. All of the bottoms last week were the top this week. Oh, wow. Oh, that's, you know, I love that. I love that unpredictability. Uh, We got Pan Pan as another kind of uh, best supporting actress moment. You guys did fucking amazing. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. Oh, yeah, yeah. When she was, like, pointing out the three that she loved. Yeah. Uh, what I liked when they got down to the bottom three, it was, like, Katie, Tormai, and Kana. And they all did this, like, like group hug. Like, I think when Kana found out she was in the bottom two, then she, like, hugged Katie and then Tormai and then and, and hugged Tormai and Tormai hugged Katie. And it was just this, like, you got – that is so sweet that you all hugged each other. I don't know why. That was just yeah. – Drag Race Thailand, it's the little moments that get me. Because uh, Kana feels like, Kana has this sort of camp counselor quality. She has this kind of like older, wiser, taller kind of energy sometimes, you know? Oh, completely. And especially when 
when she's talking about her lip sync and her being a theater queen and and all of that, like, and especially her relationship with Katie as both theater mm-hmm. queens, like, there was, it was very much older sister here. And so mm-hmm. she was kind of like, yeah, well, here I go, you know. I do yep. have to say that I love Katie Killer because she, did you get that she was looking like Tammy Brown a little bit? I mean, that's kind of been her appeal is that she's got that Tammy Brown edge. And I feel like the problem is it hasn't been all like coming out or coming together fully in her short run. Yeah. Um, is that it yeah. always seemed like she had that weirdness that just like wasn't clicking. And um, then in the lip sync, I mean, obviously um, Maya won, of course. And then in the lip sync, it was, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think that she just faded and, and Kana, I mean, Kana just dominated that lip sync when she had the shoe. It was done. Um, Oh God. I wrote the shoe as phone. Oh my God. mm -hmm. It it was, it was literally like it was possessed. It was every beat. It was sharp, jagged movements. And and the only thing that happened to Katie was that her fucking wig comes off and that's death. As we know, like it's, it's turned into a death moment. If your wig comes off. Yeah, and she was doing those kind of like Tybo dance moves where I was like, oh, this is just, this is like Denise Austin, like butts, butt thighs and legs. You know what I mean? Like this is not, totally. you are not giving me a performance. And I loved when like kind of like held the shoe to her ear and was like in, like including her <laughs> in her performance. It, it just, it demonstrated Kana's confidence, you know? It's really one of the best lip syncs uh, on Drag Race Thailand and also like, in terms of queens that lip sync, like even Drag Race US, like this was, this was a masterclass of face nuance, putting it in the mouth, putting it in the body, like it was completely in her, which I love. Yeah, yeah, it felt like she was in control of herself the entire time, and that's you yeah. can see when a queen is not in a lip sync and when she is. You know, like Silver Sonic last week, or even Katie this week, didn't really feel like fully in control whereas like Kana she was like oh bitch please I got this yeah yeah no this is like what she does mm-hmm. uh, any any final thoughts moving forward Mary we have a, a makeup or a makeover challenge next week yeah I think next week you know from the preview it looks like there's gonna be some fun conversations about straight men and acting feminine and all that fun stuff so yeah I, I love I love the the conversations that Drag Race Thailand is having I think um I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited. I think, you know, we're doing season 11 right now um, that like, there's so much like going on on season 11 that there's something nice about like drag race timeline. There's still stuff going on, but then it's just looks, 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 you know, like it's, I'm grateful to have lots of looks to queen out on while we're talking about all the things happening on season 11. Right, right. It, it kind of helps balance things. It keeps joy alive. It's something new, something unexpected. I'm, I'm all mm-hmm. here for it. Yeah. Um, well, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this episode or any thoughts at all, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com, or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, I'm on Instagram at Johnny also if you're curious to see cat pictures and, you know, drag queens. Yeah. Uh, and you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. If you're interested in 
Best Supporting Actresses and Micro Moments and Acting Choices. Uh, and you can get more of me on Twitter at Colin Drucker. And you know how to get more of both of us at patreon.com backslash Mary because either you've already done that and that's why you're listening right now, or uh, you heard me talk about it at the beginning of the episode and you are still intrigued about becoming a Patreon. That's how you do it. <laughs> Thanks, Mary. Uh, well, that's all we that's all we got, uh, Mary. So, um, if you are a Matreon and you're listening to this, you know, with all the other Matreons, next week we are uh, taking just a quick little break from Drag Race Thailand to do uh, a movie, um, and we will be doing Ghost. Ooh, baby, um, <laughs> Mary, you in Danger Girl. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so we will see you once again for that. And otherwise, I think that's all I got for you. So let's play them out, Keyboard Cat, with that season one theme song we love so much. 